Hey, welcome to the Epic Leadership Podcast. My name is Chad Mitchell, and besides being a husband and a father to four wonderful children, I am also a small business owner. And I'm Bobby Hawk. I'm co-hosting with Chad. And not only am I a husband and father of two, but I am also a pastor. So we're going to talk about leadership and whether you are in the marketplace or the ministry, I think the Epic Leadership Podcast can encourage and enhance your leadership. Here we go. Welcome to the Epic Leadership Podcast. This is our October edition. Chad Mitchell, Bobby Hawk here, hanging out with you. Happy fall, y'all. Chad, we're finally there. Man, it's there. It's my time of year. I just wish this season was longer. As in the uh, football season for the Chiefs, the Royals extending into the playoffs, or just the weather? What What do you mean by that? Man, the Royals aren't extending into any playoffs this year, and it's too early to think about the Chiefs. I'm just talking about the weather. Talking about the weather, time for some cider donuts and uh, visits to the cider mill. But today, before we get there, we're going to talk about tough decisions. And uh, since the Royals have already come up today, uh, maybe we'll we'll start there, Chad. Uh, those of you that are in Kansas City, you know that uh, about a week ago, at least from the time we're recording this, uh, our general manager of the Kansas City Royals, Dayton Moore, was released or let go, or let's just call it what it is, fired uh, from being president of operations for the Royals. And uh, that's a tough, it's a tough decision, a tough decision that the owner made. But that also led to a tough decision uh, for Dayton in in his response, right? Because every decision tends to lead to more decisions. But so we're not going to dwell a whole lot on that other than just to kind of use that as a point of reference to say when you're in leadership, you have to make tough decisions. Um, Not everybody's going to agree with that decision. I certainly don't, uh, but I know I'm a little biased because Dayton's become a friend of ours and a connection to our uh, faith community here. But but leaders make tough decisions. So that's what we're going to dive into today. So Chad, talk to us a little bit about what, what, uh, what comes to mind with tough decisions for you. Yeah, first of all, if you know when when you see that pop up on your phone, you know everything's a notification these days, and you see that one pop up. You know the first thing I thought, man, was you know my heart sank. Number one, just because of, of the relationship piece there, but number two, then you tune in, right? You tune in because you want to hear all the things that are going on. And and here's what I'm going to say: um, anytime you're put in that type of position, whether you're an owner of a franchise or whether you're the one that that the decision is impacting such as, such as Dayton, it's a tale of two stories. You know, usually that's going to go one of two ways. That's either going to go really negative. You know what I mean? Really negative and not end up well, or that's going to be a positive reaction based off the person that's being impacted. And, you know, as I think back and I, and I rewatch that press conference again and over and over, I mean, what kind of class did Dayton have just coming up and just owning that thing. And he left the organization the same way he started the organization, started with the organization way back in 2008. He, he did it with class. He did it with integrity and he did it with thankfulness for the organization. And I, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He handled it well, uh, probably better than most. Um, and, and, and what I think about with the decision to let Dayton go 
and again, this, this happens a lot. This is something that we can translate to our own organizations, but tough decisions often lack the true details. Um, and what I mean by that, not saying anybody was being deceptive there. Um, there's conversations that I'm sure that uh, the owner, Sherman, had with Dayton behind closed doors, and I'm just making assumptions here, and there were more true details, if we want to call it that, offered to him than what's going to be offered to the general public. And and that's, Chad, that's true in probably almost every tough decision. There's people that will know more why things were decided. Uh, they'll know, you know, more of the reasons behind it. And then there's the public announcement, if you will, or when the public finds out, whatever that means. And and they're never going to get all the true details. Like you said, there's a, there's going to be a, a a tale of of two stories, oftentimes. And in this case, there there really hasn't been so far. It's just been, uh, like you said, Dayton uh, handling it extremely well. And uh, so, uh, you know, we commend that, commend him. But let's kind of transition because uh, leaders, leaders have to make tough decisions, no matter what you're leading. A ministry organization like I am, a small business like you are, maybe you're a manager where you work, maybe you're just leading yourself, you're going to have to make tough decisions. So tough decisions are not a matter of if, they're a matter of when, right? Yeah. And, you know, what I really love about this is what we're doing in this podcast that we do, Bobby, is this This relates to everybody. You know, this relates to maybe you're leading your kids. Maybe you're leading your family. Maybe you're, maybe you're, leading, it, maybe you're leading a small group. You know what I mean? This can relate to anyone, and it's, and it's just a matter of if you have to make a decision versus when you have to make that decision because you're going to have to at some point in your leadership journey, you're going to have to make a tough decision. So yeah, if you're not making tough decisions, you're not leading, right? I mean, if you can look back over this year, just reflect now that we're in October, you know, we're approaching the end of the year. If you can look back and you can't think of a tough decision that you had to make, then you probably are living in indecision. And indecision is a decision. It's just not a good one, right? right. And so, no, I think you're right. It does apply to everybody. And uh, and so we're going to talk through tough decisions today. Um, decisions lead to outcomes, and so we want to kind of talk about that. Um, but but I think as we as we get this started here, um, let's kind of talk through. Not everything is black and white, right? Not everything. Not every decision is one that on paper is super, super clear cut. And, and so, Chad, it makes me think that while while some decisions can be tough or difficult, when they're more black and white, when they're more clear cut, when it's right versus wrong, maybe we can say that, those decisions seem to be easier, even though they're tougher or they're tough decisions, they seem to be easier to make and easier to follow through on than the ones that aren't connected to a right or a wrong, you know, immoral or an immoral. Uh, is that is that true for you? It is, and I and I think the biggest reason why that is is because when things are black and white, typically most people are going to agree with you, right? When it's black and white, you can that's easily explainable. This is why I made the decision. It's black and white. Most people are going to agree with you. Okay, when the decision is not black and white, that's when leadership actually really has to step up right? Because leaders have to make tough decisions. 
and they have to be willing to accept the fact that not everybody's going to agree with what you just chose to do. Not everybody's going to agree with the decision that you just made. Um, and that sometimes can cause some emotion, right? That sometimes can cause some emotion. And sometimes that can even cause a lack of emotional intelligence on a leader's part because they're worried more about what the impact is going to be as a result of people versus what's the right thing to do. Yeah, I think you make a good point here. Right and wrong, moral and immoral, tend to, you you can expect people's response, at least the majority, because you have something to hang your hat on, right? And I think that's one of those things that, just going back to the Dayton Moore thing, that's why it's tough because, in my opinion, it's not a right or wrong decision. There's there's way too many factors that at play. Um, but I think had Dayton done something morally wrong, we would all be frustrated, disappointed, but probably more in him than in the decision, sure. right? Um, we would be like, yeah, you know, the, the owner had to do what the owner had to do. And we've seen that in sports a lot where coaches or players – had to be let go because they they just made a really bad moral decision and you're disappointed, but you get it. I think in this case, it's, it's just more of a, well, what really led to that decision? I mean, is he the one to blame or are there other people to blame? Are we not factoring in what he's done for the organization? And, and anyway, all of those things. And I think that's why for, for leaders, not every decision is right or wrong. So if you can't ask the question, what's the right thing to do if there's not really an answer because it's not right or wrong, you almost have to shift and ask what's the best thing for the organization or what's the wise thing to do as a leader. And to me, while every decision that's right or wrong might be tough, those are the tougher decisions, Chad, because I don't know how people are going to respond um, I don't know if they're going to agree with my definition of best or my definition of wise. And those are the decisions that that I think for me as a leader are the toughest ones. What's the best or right thing? So I'll give you an example. If I had to, and I think everybody can relate to this, whether you're a boss or not, if you had to let an employee go. Now, if that employee, let's just say is a single parent, has three kids at home. Uh, so obviously, you know, they need the job. You know, they need the income. Maybe they're really fun to be around. You know, maybe they're the the joy of the office, right? But if that person does something morally wrong, you know, in your office, and again, let's just take an example and say you find out they've been stealing from the company, you know, as much as you might like them as a person, as much as your heart might go out to them as a single parent, if, if they've been stealing from the company, then you can say what's the right thing to do because this person did something wrong. And I think you could hang your hat on that, that as much as I maybe don't want to let them go and put them in a difficult spot with their family, they're the ones that actually made the decision to put them in this spot, right? Yeah. And you can lay your head on the pillow at night, you can say, well, the right thing to do is to let this employee go. Hopefully it's a learning experience. Hopefully they don't do it again, but they're not going to continue to move forward with our organization because that would not be right for us with culture. Now, that's just an example. That's a tough decision, but it's one that seems a little bit more clear cut. Now, the other part would be, yeah, there's no stealing involved. You just got to make budget cuts. Right. And this is the person or the position that you feel like you can make the decision as hard as it is 
and the company can still survive or move forward, but it happens to be the person who's a single parent with three kids, right? That's when we're talking about what's the best decision, what's the right decision. And uh, to me, those are the harder, tougher decisions when there's not something very, very black and white about decision. Does that, does that make sense to you? Yeah. And unfortunately, over my leadership career, I've had to deal with, with both those things, actually, the, both the examples that you give. And, and, you know, it, and you're right. Both are hard, to be honest with you. Both are hard in a leadership position because, you know, even when you go back to the stealing money, well, yeah, that's, that's wrong. And yes, that's, a, that's a, an offense that you're going to get fired on. You just are. Okay, but what it comes down to for me in the examples that I have been through with that same situation is it comes down to it, it's it's a tale of two stories. Number one, I got to do what I have to do, right? You have to do what you have to do. And for the most part, people are pretty receptive to that, even the people that are going through that. So that's step one. You know, this is what we have to do and this is why we're doing it. But then Unfortunately, sometimes I've allowed myself to get emotionally involved in these things. And then step two is determining, okay, well, how can I help you now? You know, what are the steps that I can help you with? Because obviously you felt that you needed to do this for a reason. So what else is behind the curtain that, that maybe we're missing? And, and although our relationship as employer-employee is over, how can I help you moving forward to never put yourself in this situation again? Well, that so that's a tough decision that leads to another tough decision, right? I mean, the first decision might be clear cut, as tough as it is, but the next decision is, can I help them? Do sure. I want to help them? Can I overcome my ego to help them? You know, uh, that again, tough decisions that, that leaders have to make. And I think you mentioned something, so let's let's unpack this. Uh, what what we want to do here for those of you listening is want to give you what Chad and I think are just some very practical steps when you face a tough decision. And, and how do you know it's tough? Well, I'll be honest. If you can't make the decision immediately and feel good about it, if you can't make the decision very easily and feel good about it, it's probably a tough decision. Now, there's degrees of toughness in the decision. But we're just saying, if you have a decision that you're having difficulty with, consider the following four things. And we're going to unpack these. And Chad's already alluded to the first one. So Chad, I'm going to have you dive in on this. But the first thing that you want to consider when making a tough decision, consider your emotions. Talk to us about that. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's been really tough for me over the years. And and here is, so I'm going to, so I'm going to dive into this a little bit, Bobby, and kind of tell you how I used to do this versus how I do this today, because I think it will give some context behind the emotional side of this. Um, in the past, I have always ran pretty fast and I've always just made decisions on the fly, right? If something came up, I made the decision, we moved forward and we were done with it. Well, here's what that created. That created a lot of dynamics within a team environment, number one, because I really wasn't thinking through the decision that I was making, Okay. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is I was making that decision on the fly and I was just moving on to the next thing and, and not the best thing to do as a leader, to be honest with you. Um, over the past four years, I had, a, I had a good friend of mine, um, a good mentor of mine tell me that maybe you shouldn't make the decisions in the place that you do your business, you know, meaning maybe you should remove yourself from that situation to give yourself a clear head, to give yourself a clear mind before you make those decisions. And you know what? I, I thought about that and I started doing that. So now 
any decision that's a pretty important decision, I don't, I really don't make while I'm sitting in the office. Uh, I make that decision sitting, um, I've made that decision sitting on a tractor before out in the field. I've made that decision at a coffee shop. I've made that decision sitting at home in my home office because it allows me, number one, to remove myself from the situation. But number two, it allows me to, to look at this decision with a clear mind. And I can tell you that based off of those types of decision-making processes for me, man, it's just, it's just ended up a lot better. The result has been a lot better when I remove myself from the situation and I take my emotions out of it. Yeah, no, that's, uh, there's a lot of wisdom there. And I think what happens sometimes is some of us are driven by our emotions. So we make emotional decisions um, or some of us have a tendency to try to ignore our emotions altogether and just shelf them. I, I don't make emotional decisions, but that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about avoidance of emotions. We're talking about consider your emotions. And, and I think what Chad's saying is in order to really consider emotions, I have to slow down for a moment. I have to remove myself from the situation and I think there's some good wisdom there. And I think when it comes to considering emotions, Chad, this is where that emotional intelligence, which has become a very popular idea, uh, really more in the last uh, 25 years in leadership anyway, it's certainly become a buzzword. But, uh, but emotional intelligence, uh, let's talk a moment about that. What does it mean to be emotionally intelligent? Um, what what the research would say is while you can improve your IQ, your, your intellectual quotient, what you have is what you have, right? I mean, that's just, it's your capacity. You can improve your emotional intelligence or your EQ. And, uh, and I think that's something that because you know you can improve it or if you believe you can improve it, then that should motivate a leader to say, hey, man, if I can if I can learn how to be more emotionally intelligent, I'm probably going to make better decisions, probably going to communicate those decisions better. So, uh, and maybe we'll hit this in a future podcast, but uh, it certainly would be worth your time if you're leading to look up emotional intelligence. I'll just give you the four basic kind of components to that. They're very simple. They're very easy to, to understand, but it's self-awareness. Everything starts with self-awareness, which of course requires a little bit of honesty, Right. Um, and then it leads to self-management. How do I manage what I'm aware of? And then that leads to social awareness, being aware of what's going on around me and the emotions of others. And then that leads to either social or relational management, however you want to look at that, which is basically obviously managing my emotions along with their emotions and making sure that I'm creating an environment that's conducive. Now, those are very, very simple in principle. <laughs> They're very difficult to master. And I think that's what we're talking about is you you have to consider your emotions. So let's just, uh, let's run an example here. Um, I find out somebody's stealing from the company. Let's just use the example we have. Um, my, personally, my immediate emotion, Chad, I'm probably going to be angry. Yeah. Which I know we know anger is a secondary emotion per se, but the point is I'm probably not going to be happy. I'm probably not going to be, man, that's great. They're, they're stealing from the company. That's fantastic. So what do I do with that anger? You know, how do I, how do I set the anger aside, you know, or at least not let the anger lead me because the decision is probably going to be the same. If you're stealing from the company, you're going to be fired, right? I mean, the end result is the same, but the way I communicate it, the way I handle it, even what you mentioned earlier, is there a way I can still help this person learn from this decision 
in the process of letting them go. And that's where the emotional intelligence to me, that's the difference. The end result is going to be the same. The person is not going to be with the company. The process by which we get there is going to speak volumes, not just to the person. It's going to speak volumes to everybody else in the company. And that's where if I don't consider my emotions, if I don't take the time to say, wait a second, how are you feeling? Why are you feeling this way? And is this the best time to react? Or sometimes is this the best time to make a decision? If I don't consider that, then I may make the wrong decision or at the very least, I may handle the decision in a wrong way. Yeah, Fair? And I think you also within that emotional side of things, you also have to evaluate, you know, evaluate how we got here. Okay. Maybe it's a process that needs to change. Maybe it's a procedure within your organization that needs to change to never allow this to happen again, because although that's really bad for the employee, I mean, that's a bad thing. That's also bad for an organization as well, because yes, this person was, was caught and this person was reprimanded for that. But was there any that happened that weren't caught? I mean, so evaluating your processes, evaluating the procedures that you've got that got us to this point anyways. Yeah, no, that's great. Now let's, let's consider emotions for a second. We use an example of right versus wrong. And again, we said, while those are tough decisions, they're still easier to make because you, you know, you can hang your hat on the outcome. Um, what do you do in handling emotions and considering emotions when there's not a right or wrong? When the question is, what's the best thing to do or what's the wise thing to do? And I think that's where you really have to make sure that you're not making emotional decisions. You really have to be honest with yourself to say, hey, I can't answer the question objectively of what's the best thing or the right thing if I'm very emotional about this decision. Yeah. You know, emotions, I, someone's once said, Chad, emotions are a gift, not a guide. You know, they, they're a gift to us. We get to feel things and experience things, but when they lead us, that's a problem. And, and so I think that's kind of what we're talking about is you have to know where are my emotions at in this? Um, and it cannot just be the angry side. Sometimes, you know, tough decisions. It could also be, man, I'm really excited about the potential, but that doesn't mean it's the right decision or the best decision. Maybe we, we should say, so how can I temper even the opposite side from anger to exhilaration? Maybe we could say, and still make sure, is this the wise or best decision for the company? So yeah, emotions are or key. Um, what about the second step here? Uh, if you've been listening to our podcast for any amount of time, Chad and I have a really fun challenge to see if we can make everything fit into the word epic. And so we accomplished it today. So Chad, what's the, what's the P consider what? I think you have to consider people, you know, consider consider who I guess I should say, but yeah. Yeah. Consider people within that. Um, and even tying that back to your emotion side of things, um, you know, there's been decisions that I've had to make and that you've had to make that were not black and white. And sometimes you have to consider the people that that's going to impact. And also, who are the people that you can reach out to to kind of help you work through this? You know, the great thing about our relationship is I don't know how many calls you and I have had on the phone where I say, hey, I need a little help. Here's what's going on. What do you think? You know, get, getting some opinion from some folks that may have been through that before, but also on the people side of things, who is this going to impact? This decision that I'm getting ready to make, who is it going to impact and what is that impact going to look like? Yeah, that's a, I think that's a great point. You know, with people, maybe we could think of it this way is 
who needs to influence the decision and who's the decision going to impact influence and impact. And I, I think you, you can't, you got to do both. You, you got to say, I'm making a decision who needs to be involved. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's the better word who needs to be involved in this decision, whether that's me calling someone like you and just getting an objective point of view. Um, maybe it's other people in the organization, other leaders, other team members, who needs to be involved in this decision so that uh, so that it is the best decision or the wisest decision. But I think you're also right. Who is this decision going to impact? Because as a leader, here's what we understand. Decisions always impact more than just the leader. They do. Every decision. So if all you're thinking about, how's this going to impact me? That's not leadership. Yeah. How's it going to impact us? I would say that 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 could be considered leadership, but probably unhealthy leadership, to be well, honest. True. With yeah. Yeah. Unhealthy leadership. Absolutely. Like, how's it going to impact me? Uh, that's a uh, that's a fair question. But the better question seems to be, how's it going to impact us? And, you know, Chad, for you, how's it going to impact your your team? How's it going to impact your customers? I mean, that's th- those people are involved in those decisions. And um, and how is it going to impact even even your family? I mean, right? The people that don't work with you every day, but yet you, you have a responsibility to them. Um, and so, yeah, think about people. Think about it in that way. Who needs to be involved? Am I getting the right wisdom, the right advice? Do I have people that are objective? Do I have people even in the organization, because it is going to impact them that need to be involved in the decision. And then who is the decision going to impact? And yeah, I think considering those things helps us make better decisions when they're tough decisions. Yeah, I would agree with you. And, and, you know, kind of moving on and transitioning on here, you know, along with the emotion, along with the people that it's going to impact, you know, tough decisions are sometimes going to take integrity. And I would say not even sometimes, all times going to take integrity um, to make those decisions. And you have to utilize that integrity that you've got in order to make the best decision. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one, you know, because integrity. We all, I think, strive to have integrity. I don't I don't I haven't met too many people. I can't think of any that if I were to say, hey, do you want to be a person of integrity or not? They would say, oh, no, integrity is overrated, right? Um, I think we all realize how important integrity is, but what we're talking about is integrity with the decision, Um, integrity in making the decision. So let's go back. Let's just go back to our example. Um, Chad, you're working with somebody. You find out they're stealing from the company, but let's let's add a layer to that. Um, they're not only stealing from the company, but they're your, they're, they're one of your closest friends. Yeah. Um, do you treat them different than you do the person that you're not friends with? Um, do you, do you have a, is there a tendency or a desire to say, well, maybe I can overlook this or maybe this one needs to be covered up. And, and again, I mean, these are all part of making tough decisions, but, um, when people are involved, when relationships are involved, it can be a little bit more difficult to make those decisions. And that's where you have to ask yourself, is the decision I'm making, is it honoring 
the integrity that I, that I want to have, that I want to live by. It's the hardest part of leadership, Bobby. Wearing that leader hat and then being able to take that off and wearing that friend hat or that husband hat or that wife hat or that, you know, best friend hat. You know, it, it's being able to figure out which hat that you need to wear at that specific time. And that's tough. I mean, it is because there are emotions involved in that. You know, there are a lot of emotions involved in that and judgment can get cloudy really quick and you can find yourself talking into reasons to make a really poor decision. You know what I mean? So the integrity piece of that, to me, integrity is black and white, whether you're they're your best friend or your biggest enemy. It's black and white. And those decisions should be made the same regardless of which category they fall in. And you have to understand that as a result of that decision that you can make, there's going to be an outcome with that relationship more than likely. And that outcome can go, it can go one of two ways. It can either go a respectful way, meaning, hey, listen, I get it. You did what you had to do. Help me work through this. Or that outcome can can go, I can't believe you just fired me. We're best friends. You know? And so it it's rough. That's a tough decision for sure. Yeah. And I think the thing with integrity, Chad, is, you know, at the end of the day, integrity is oftentimes one of the only things that you have within your control. There's really very little in life that we control. And and I think about oftentimes tough decisions can be made through the lens of your image more than your integrity. What are people going to think? How are people going to perceive this? Now, while that's not necessarily the wrong question, it's the wrong question to lead with. I mean, yeah, let's be conscientious of what people are going to think because that may frame or help us to communicate it better. But we can't lead with, when I make this decision, is this the decision that's going to make me look good, right? right? Are people going to applaud me with this decision? It's, is this the right decision to make? Am I being true to my values? You know, am I being true to my, my, my integrity? I mean, because integrity, like I said, at the end of the day, very few things that no one else can take from us, very few things that we control in life, and we like to think we control a lot, but we really don't, um, integrity is one of those things nobody can take from you and you actually do. You control whether or not you have integrity. And so talk to me about not just integrity in making the tough decision, but what about integrity with communicating the tough decision? Because I want to go back for a second. And while I don't agree, as I've said before, with the decision that was made to fire Dayton more, and again, that's just me saying Looking at the the situation as I know it, I don't think it's the best decision. But that's just me. I'm not I'm not in that position. But here's the thing: the way the decision was made, there's things that we don't know from both the owner and from Dayton. So far, it seems like Dayton has handled this with class. I guess my point is: is if you're in a Chad, you're in a situation where you've got to make a tough decision. How do you even maintain your integrity with who knows and how much they know? Because that to me is also integrity with who gets all the details yeah. and who doesn't. Because sometimes we want to give more details to validate why we made a decision, but 
I think we can violate our own integrity by giving wrong people the wrong details, and it's things they don't need to know. Talk me through. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's difficult. And over the years, I've learned a lot about that because, you know, um, it's easy to get caught up in the, hey, this is what's going on, and, you know, don't tell anybody, but this is why I had to make that decision. Well, anytime you have to say don't tell anybody, you probably shouldn't be telling anybody, to be honest with you. Because what that can do is that can create a lot of dynamics because that message that you just delivered, although it may be accurate, when that message gets relayed to somebody else by somebody else, it's not going to come across the same. Number one, they could say the exact same thing, but the context is going to be different. The person delivering the message is going to be different. So that's really tough. And, you know, um, many people don't know, but I work with my wife. My wife works with me. And there are times when I make decisions in that office that she may come to me like four weeks later and she may be like, well, when did you decide that? You know what I mean? And I'll be like, well, like four weeks ago, she goes, well, why didn't you tell me? Well, the reality is you you just didn't need to know. You know what I mean? And sometimes she finds that difficult because, well, I'm your wife. No, (laughs) not in this case. Not in this case. Yes, you are my wife. Yes, we do work together. But in this case, you're actually, you just work here. And that's a really tough line to draw, um, especially when you're, when you're dealing with somebody like your spouse. Yeah, no, you're, you're spot on with that. You know, confidentiality, um, you know, I've, I've worked with people um, in the past, even in the organization I'm in right now, that um, had information And though they knew they should not share that information, they constantly felt the need to share that information with their family and extended family. And we, we had to deal with this multiple times. Uh, Why did you feel the need to violate what you knew to be confidentiality as a staff member by sharing it with your family or extended family? And, and here's what I came to realize. And the person's no longer with the organization Uh, But what I came to realize is information is power, or at least it feels that way. And some people feel the need to flex their information muscle. And so, Chad, they do what you just said, you know, hey, don't tell anybody, but and then they they flex their muscle. You know, it's almost like a way of saying, look what I know right? I know information you don't know, and I want to let you know that I know the information. And I think one of the most difficult things for some leaders is knowing what information you need to share and what you don't need to share. And, and honestly, even going back to our, our example earlier, someone's stealing from the organization. Does everybody in the organization need to know that? No. And you know, I mean, that's a, that's a right question. Right. And, and I don't know, because if your organization only has three people and somebody else is going to have to do their job, then maybe they do need to know that because you've got to change processes and procedures and things. But, you know, in an organization of 10 employees, I, and and I don't, I don't know. I mean, in your case, you're saying no. Um, and I would say, probably err on the side of less is more, right? Because sometimes we're only sharing that information, not to protect our integrity, but to protect our image. And let me clarify my, my decision on that as far as no goes. Are they going to find out in a small organization, everybody's going to find out. I mean, everybody's going to find out. My clarification on that is they don't need to find out from you as the leader. You know what I mean? 
because when you deliver that message as the leader, then basically what that what what you're doing is you're is you're opening yourself up to some to a lot of questions. You're being very vulnerable with that, and if people find out, then they find out. But let them find out in a way that is not delivered by you, because your biggest goal in this as a leader is to correct the situation and move on. Anytime you open that up to conversation, you're not moving on. You know what I mean? So that's kind of how I would handle that situation. And I've been, and I've been a part of that many a times and it's went both ways. And I can tell you based off of past experience, handle the situation and move on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's one of the things that integrity versus image, and maybe that's just what you have to ask yourself. Am I communicating this, um, just to preserve or protect my image or am I communicating this because it, it, it's based on my integrity. This person needs to know or has to know. And so that leads us to the last one, Chad. We have um, consider your emotions, consider the people involved, consider your integrity. Um, what's the last thing we need to consider with making tough decisions? Have the courage to make the decision. You know, I mean, it seems simple, right? But some of these decisions are easy and some of these decisions are hard. However, if you have, e- if you have evaluated your emotions on this, you have considered all of the people that this could possibly impact or all the people that you need to put in your corner to make sure that your decision is the best one that's being made. You've looked at your integrity. Are you making this decision with integrity? If you've done all those things, then have the courage to make the decision and own it. Own the decision, have the courage to make the decision, and have the ability to be able to communicate that decision in a way that's going to be the most beneficial for the organization and be the most beneficial for all the people that are involved. Yeah, I think uh, just touching on something that we touched on earlier, indecision is a decision. And you can consider your emotions, and you can consider the people involved, and you can consider your integrity. But if you fall short of carrying out the decision, yeah. it's indecision. And, and leaders that are indecisive out of fear are very difficult leaders to follow. And, and, and in fact, I think in my own experience, I've had to learn, learn this, that indecision by not having the courage to carry out what I know is either the right thing or the best thing or the wise thing, but I still don't want to do it because I, I've been focused more on fear. Um, it hurt the organization. Chad, I can reflect in my own experience of indecisions because I went through the process. I don't know if I knew that I was going through the process, but I, I went through that process. But I just didn't have the courage at the time to make the decision that needed to be made, the decision that I knew was the right thing or the best thing or the wise thing, because I lacked at the time courage to own the decision. And uh, it it did. It had a negative impact on the organization because I wasn't willing to do, as the leader what leaders have to do. Leaders have to lead and leading requires tough decisions and tough decisions require courage. So spot on on that. You have to have the courage to carry it out. Yeah. And you know, sometimes that courage is going to be tough. You know, I, I go back, I go back to an example, um, you know, and I'm going to utilize my wife in this because I get to watch her, you know, on a daily basis lead as a mom lead as, as a, as a member of our team. And, and I get to watch this, but, uh, you know, most recently <laughs> she had to lead as mom and she had to make a tough decision as mom. And, and she had to, 
she had to ground one of our kids. And that was so tough for her. I mean, it was really tough. And, you know, as this is as this is all unfolding and I'm sitting back here watching this all happen, you know, at first I'm thinking, yeah, he, you know, this one's probably going to get off a little bit easy because, you know what, we have we have really good kids, so we don't have to go through this a lot. You know what I mean? But there's time when we have to do it. And uh, I thought he was going to get off pretty easy, but he didn't. It didn't it didn't go well. And uh, it really hurt her. I mean, I, I can I, I remember or after she made this decision, I go in and, and she's just, I mean, she's emotional about this whole thing, but she did the right thing. She did what she needed to do. And you know what? The mistake that he made as little as it was, it'll never happen again. And he grew from that. She grew from that. And she had the courage to make the decision. Had she had not had the courage to make the decision, I got to assume that we would deal with that again at some point. The next time we dealt with it, it could have been a little worse. And I think you bring up a great point. Uh, well, two great points. First of all, again, keep in mind the, this leadership, the idea of tough decisions, this is for everybody, you know, parents, uh, husbands, wives. Um, so whether you're leading quote unquote in your, in your workplace, um, if you are, certainly it applies, but even if you're not, you're leading someone at the very least you're leading yourself. And Chad, the second thing that, that I take from your example is, you're right. If you don't have the courage to make the decision now, all you're doing is kicking the can down the road, which means you're just going to have to deal with this later, which is probably going to impact more people. And to be honest, probably going to require even more courage at some point to deal with it. So uh, so face the fear now, choose courage and own it, especially if you've walked through the process of considering your emotions considering all people involved, and considering your integrity. If you've done that, have the courage to carry it out. If you haven't done that, then then the courage could backfire because, yeah, you're making decisions and, and you're implementing them. You could be making the wrong decisions or not the best or wise decisions because you just haven't gone through the process. So, um, yeah, let's just kind of come full circle on this and then we'll talk about next month. But, uh uh, what what would be your final challenge slash takeaway for for our listeners when it comes to making tough decisions, Chad? Don't overcomplicate this thing. You know, I mean, sometimes we can overcomplicate it, and overcomplicating things sometimes lead to a lack of decision. You know what I mean? So again, it, it, it's it we make it sound simple just because we're talking about three things here, but emotions, people, integrity, courage. Right? Think about it from that perspective. It's difficult, yes. However, if you utilize those steps, things become a lot easier. Yeah, well, hopefully this has been helpful this month for you here, and uh, we're excited we'll be uh, joining you next month in November. And uh, we actually want to talk about uh, stress, stress in leadership. Uh, you, you cannot avoid stress so how do you handle stress? And and we're going to kind of walk through that and, and really kind of even take a side of kind of mental health on this because leaders have to take care of uh, of their mental health. And stress, again, is not something that um, you can totally avoid. Uh, so how do you handle it? We'll talk about that in November. Excited to be back with you, Chad and I. Uh, but man, we, we certainly appreciate you uh, listening. Would love if you would uh, be willing to share this. Maybe this can help somebody else. Uh, feel free to give us a good rating as well. Uh, subscribe so that you uh, pops up on whatever podcast device you use uh, on a monthly basis. But uh, we'll look back to being with you in November. So Chad, why don't you close us out? 
You bet. Hey, good to see you again, Bobby. Always good to do these things with you. Hopefully we're getting some great content out there for the folks that are listening. Remember, emotions, people, integrity, courage. Sometimes decisions are tough. Utilize those. That'll get you through it. Look forward to seeing everybody next month. Have a great month and enjoy this fall weather. We'll talk to you soon.